Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of On the Range Podcast with Warhog Tactical and Kelly Defense. I am your host, along with my co-host, Rick Hogg. I'm Mark Kelly. Wherever you are, thank you for making this part of your day. And today we have a special show. So, but we're going to do some housekeeping first. How's it going today, Rick? Man, Mark, it's going great. I just want to thank the viewers, listeners out there for giving us your most precious commodity, your time to tune in. Uh, we got a super show in stored for you. Uh, but before that, let's just talk a couple things. Hey, do us a huge favor. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating review. All that other good stuff to help On The Range podcast increase our reach from this terrible AI monster that we're under. Uh, while you're out there surfing the interwebs, you might as well hit warhog.com and kellydefense.com. Uh, sign up for those newsletters. Trust me, we will not bombard you because half the time we're behind the power curve. Anyway, <laughs> uh, don't forget, check out our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash on the range podcast. And of course, over on Vimeo, we got a uh, OTR training on demand. So it's kind of a quick rundown on uh, our housekeeping. Uh, you can check out our class schedules on both of those sites as well, because 2023 is starting to fill up. So uh, it's going to yeah, be man. definitely a, a, a busy year. But <clears throat> yeah, man, let's just transition right into our guests. You know, so we got John Imperial. So John is a fellow member of the great granite state although i don't <laughs> kind of question how great the granite state is uh, a motto who's live free or die but now they right. mass, live free or die the, baby yeah now the mass holes have <laughs> infiltrated into that great state and turned a beautiful red state into blue so uh yeah the, you know it's, it's one of those it's one of those weird states that votes a republican governor but then you know democratic or liberal everything else Mm, makes you question yeah. some. Well, let's think about it. The Sunu News, right? So yep. I didn't even give you a whole intro. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this real quick. You know, so uh John was a LEO K9 handler in the army, but yes, you're you're on it, right? But the key thing with New Hampshire is let's think about it, the Sununu Power Hour, right? So yeah. when I was growing up, and I won't date myself, but <laughs> Chris's Chris's dad, uh, he was the governor. Right. And then Chris's brother, who was uh, a couple years ahead of me in high school, he became the governor. Now, Chris is the governor. Right. So the Sununu's, when it comes to gubernatorial leadership up in the state of New Hampshire, they're there. And really what they should have done, live free or die, is put up a big old fence on that southern border and keep them <laughs> savages from the Commonwealth rolling up, sucking all the goodness out of New Hampshire. <laughs> Increasing um, that uh, that that tax rate and all that sort of stuff, dude. But it's just that yeah, the whole demographics up there is is totally flopped over. And then uh, you got an interesting story because you used to live over in Derry. Uh, yeah. I was in Salem, right next door. So <laughs> back in the day, yeah, back in the day, man. Um, back when the state was great, and you know <laughs> the mess holes stayed on their side of the border. We stayed on ours because it, I don't know if you remember. Uh, Massachusetts used to have the uh, mandatory one-year jail sentence for a handgun. So, Did they really? Oh, yeah, dude. There were signs posted. So you want to talk about a border. There were signs posted anytime you're going to cross into the Commonwealth uh, that stayed. It was the mandatory one-year jail sentence for a handgun. So it's like you're cruising going, oh, I just took the wrong road. I got to whip a Yui, man. I'm going to jail. <laughs> I'm out of here. You know? That's insane. Savages. Yeah, dude. Now I haven't, so I don't know if something changed because I haven't seen the signs. So I haven't at all. No, yeah, I haven't at all. I, it's uh, it was definitely it's a great place to to grow up. Um, oh, you yeah. know, like like you were saying, I grew up in London Dairy, was uh, Dairy Cop for a little bit, and then moved up north to the city of Berlin, where I left full time the beginning of last year. But New Hampshire itself, it's it's definitely one of those states that uh, that. In, the, the the tourism rate you know makes its money off the tourism mm -hmm. all the people come from coming from mass during covid i think uh they were talking about you know shutting down like you know the dealerships auto dealerships and all that sort of stuff in uh, massachusetts and i think they did for a little bit and then uh the governor chris Sununu went on uh because like the local radio said like are you going to close anything and he's like no why the people from mass are coming to buy new hampshire vehicles and then bring them back of course i'm going to keep all that sort of stuff open um yep but uh it it's I miss the I miss the freedom of the gun laws of New Hampshire, but you know, thank God for HR was it two eighteen? <laughs> what? What? But oh, okay, hold on. You got to educate me a little bit, right? What, what's going on? For what do you mean? Just gun laws, right? Because uh, well, I will tell you, back 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 in the day, right? There were more gun laws about BB guns than there were firearms. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah. 
live free or die. W what else yeah. do you need to say? Nothing. Right. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, what, what's going on now? Well, I mean, I, to be honest, and uh, I, I haven't done too much research into the Massachusetts laws, only the ones that, you know, are particular to me because of mm -hmm. HR 218. I, you know, mm -hmm. uh, being law enforcement still, I, it uh, doesn't, you know, include me in a lot of laws. Um, sure. But one thing I did like about New Hampshire was recently that uh, <clears throat> the ATF, well, actually, Chris Nunu signed into law that unless New Hampshire law, if it doesn't word for word agree with the federal law when it comes to, uh, you know, gun crimes or firearms laws, mm -hmm. if it doesn't word for word match up with New Hampshire law, then New Hampshire law enforcement can cannot assist the ATF in uh, an investigation. And nice. I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty, you know, pretty good. So, so if yeah, you, sorry, you. but if, if in the background, no. you might hear my, uh, my four month old boy. So <laughs> all good, man. Hey, oh, no. we're a family, no, we're a family friendly Roger that. Uh, podcast here, buddy. So yeah, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> thank well, you, thank I, you. I tell that. you what, John, it, it, it's been, it's been kind of tough getting this all together, man, but we did it. <laughs> and yeah. for those of that have been following the on the range podcast, they may have heard John before. <laughs> yes. He yes. was talk about the original OG. I think you probably were one of the first people to ever actually speak as a guest on our show. It was an audio show. It was a call-in mm -hmm. deal. It was just yep. audio only. There was no video to it. And John was nice enough to join us. We had a great conversation about some of the stuff we're talking about now, but uh, I, I can't remember a lot of it, John. No offense. But, no, that's uh, fine. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> too many, too many he, concussions he, back in the day. He <laughs> came on there. He came on there, and you just uh, started your podcast, Point Man Podcast. And why don't we go ahead and talk a little bit about that and let us know how that's going because there was some transition. You said you did make a move and all that. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the post the podcast itself, when I uh, left and moved from New Hampshire to Mass uh, to where I'm living now, it had to take a backseat. It was one of those things that I didn't have enough time, you know, during that whole transition to uh, continue the podcast. I, to me, <clears throat> it's probably one of the most cathartic things that I do is sitting down and you know a hobby or what, I'm not making any money off of it. I just love talking to people and and having a, a good conversation. Um, you know, it's one of the most cathartic things that I do is just sitting down and talking with people learning about who they are where they come from and what you know in my case uh, interview a lot of either leo or uh, veterans and you know what what it was to get them interested in that career and all that sort of stuff and then you know how they progress throughout their career and i've had other people on as well that you know haven't had anything to do with uh, law enforcement but yeah like i said i, I started the podcast um it was mainly it was, you know, 2020 was a weird year. It was a lot of it was to just <laughs> fill the <laughs> fill the time because of, you know, mm -hmm. COVID shutting everything down. But yeah. at that same time, I had read on Blue Help um, that uh, for those of you uh, who don't know, Blue Help is an organization that so, uh, helps with law enforcement uh, suicide and they keep statistics on it. And I had read that more officers had died or excuse me, had yes, had died by their own hand. Uh, as the suicide, um, than in the line of duty in one year. And I have, I had a friend, uh, uh kill himself, uh, you know, that was law enforcement and I've had other uh, guys that I knew that had, uh, passed away from suicide. And it was just one of those things that, you know, I had gone through my own, uh, struggles with, uh, mental health. And uh, when I entered law enforcement in 2010, it was the stigma of, let's not talk about it. Let's, you know, you're going to, you're not going to talk about what happened. You're not going to talk about, I'm not even talking about calls. Um, you know, obviously as you guys know, it's a, it's, it can be either a slow progression or a fast one, but it's a progression that gets somebody into that, that dark space uh, mentally. And it was one of those things that just wasn't talked about. I mean, guys, and I use that as a gender neutral term for everybody, guys and girls. Mm -hmm. Um, but people wouldn't, you know, talk about their issues. They'd they'd swallow them down a bottle or try to find the the resolution at the bottom of the bottle, and it just wasn't it wasn't talked about uh, enough. Um, in my experience with the leadership people, if you're a leader and you're out there leading a team, I think it's more I think it's more beneficial to say if you know if you have gone to seek counseling to say that you've gone and done that because you it's in my eyes, you're a stronger person for having done that. 
you know, I have listened mm-hmm. to other people talk on podcasts and, you know, Jocko, and we, I think a lot of people know who he is, but he equates it and it's, and it's a good analogy. I've used it in my everyday life that going to see a counselor is just like bringing your car to the mechanic. It's all about mm-hmm. getting your brain back on track. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've gone through counseling. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Half it was because of the concussions and, and the the cognitive behavioral therapy uh, therapy, uh, yeah, counseling that I was doing. Um, but yeah, so make a long story <laughs> short, there, Mark. It uh, it started because of that. I wanted people to get out there and talk about their issues, and if they were willing to do it, great. And you know what? It's been a lot more people than I thought that were willing to talk about uh, what was bothering either what bothering them or what got them through that dark time. Um, but yeah, to answer your question more specifically, I moved down here and I didn't have a, a, a studio to, to do it in. I'm still waiting for the studio to be completed. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm just sitting here right at the kitchen table with my son, uh, being fed by, by my wife in the background sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and it's, uh, it's something I'm, I'm looking forward to getting started once again, I've been able to put out like. I think you and I talked uh, talked the other day, Mark. It was like you know you gave me the suggestion of like, hey, just put put put, put something out. So I put like a 10, 10 minute episode out this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's something that I'm looking forward to getting started back again. And I I really I really can't wait because it's one of the most enjoyable things that I do. Yeah. So John, I I gotta add some things to what you were saying, man. So suicide thing huge, right? Um, yeah. a, a couple points I want to add. So one, um. You brought up the whole TBI and, and all that other stuff. And it was funny because I was talking to another buddy of mine today that that conversation came up. And believe it or not, shortly after his, and we're talking like within days, he started becoming suicidal. So I've always thought of it is, hey, man, you get the rug pulled out from underneath you or you got some demons in your closet. Now it got me second guessing to go, hey, man, here's a dude that's perfectly fine one day. Basically gets his, his head banged. Now he's suicidal a couple days later. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going, hey, how much does TBI have to play in with this whole suicide plus demons and everything else? Um, but you brought up a good point as far as, you know, Jocko saying it's like taking your car to the mechanic. It, here's my only word of caution on that, right? Is again, I had another buddy of mine who was afraid to talk to somebody else because he's like, well, I'm not mm-hmm. a therapist. Dude, you, you don't need to be a therapist. Exactly. You need to be a, exactly. need to be a friend. Yeah. 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 Therapists yeah. isn't they're experts in the brain and how the brain works. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's that's what their job is. That's what their profession is. I don't need to <clears throat> go talk to somebody who has done exactly what I've done. And same thing with the veterans in law enforcement out there. You don't need to go talk to somebody who understands it to a T. Yeah. It may help if they have a general understanding of where you're coming from. But they're experts in the brain and how the brain functions and how it works. Right. But here's my point more, John, Right, just to clarify. So it was a buddy of mine was saying he couldn't engage with another friend of his because he wasn't a therapist. He didn't think oh, he was okay. qualified. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, mm. that's my, my driving point is, hey, man, if you've got a buddy struggling, don't sit there and go – Man, I'm I'm not a qualified mental health professional. No, dude, you're his friend, right? Yeah. Be a be a friend because at that point, in my opinion, that's more important than that therapist because you've got that relationship already established, right? Yep. If he's in that dark place and he's encroaching in that spot of no return, get involved. Right? Yes, exactly. And yeah. And I just think that's a key point because there's a if there's one, you know, there's more than others out there that's in that same boat going, well, I don't feel qualified to talk to them. No, dude, yep. they're your friend. Talk to them. Yeah. So. And I had that, that same sort of, I don't want to say problem, but when my friend Chris committed suicide, um, he had sent me a message on Facebook back when I you know, was more active on Facebook and <laughs> hadn't, hadn't, hadn't uh, deactivated it for the past like seven or eight years. Um, but when he had committed suicide, he sent me a message uh, a couple weeks or a couple days prior to that. And, it, and I'm, you know, I kick myself every day for not having replied to it. And it was one of those things I'm at work. I don't have time right now. And I, you know, mm-hmm. still hold it you know, to this day, obviously. And it's, and it's one of those things I'll just never be able to shake. But like you said, be that friend, be there, be there for somebody. I didn't know he was going through any, 
uh, I didn't know he was in a dark place at that time, you know, yep. and, and, uh, there's nothing I can do about it now, unfortunately, but to help other people. Sure. I don't want to prod John, but I just want to ask this. Was the message, was it just a, a kind of reach out? Was it a message of help or was it more just a message of, Hey man, just touch and base the latter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had a similar case, right? Um, although there wasn't, there wasn't a, a not reply. It was going back and forth with a buddy of mine thinking that we're, you know, he had gotten out of the military. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get him set up for a job. And then um, a couple weeks later, another buddy of mine goes, Hey man, you hear so-and-so killed himself. I'm like, what? And it, it, automatically I'm going through my text. I'm, I'm sitting there looking going, where's, where'd he throw the line? Yeah. And, where's and the red never, flag? It, exactly. And it was never there. So I, I know what you're saying, but we've got to be, we've got to be careful from the survivor side. If you want to say that when somebody does something like that, you know, could you sit there and go, Oh, what if I send a message or, or what if, right? I, I think the key part is take it as a teaching point. And we kind of talked about this the other night with our, uh, our patrons, just reach out to your buddies. Right. Yep. Uh, I mean, I, I got it. It life always gets in the way. But I'm going to tell you this, brother, do not you can't hold that over your head because that will just that's a burden you shouldn't have to bear. Uh, but I, I but I understand what you're saying. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, like you said, it's it's being there for people and it doesn't need just because you're not a, a certified therapist or a counselor or however you want to term it, you know, mm -hmm. be there, be there for your buddy. You know, the army, what's the, you know, there be your battle. I hate, <laughs> I hate saying it, but, uh, hey, hey, but it, 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 make it easy, buddy. It, here's the easy yeah. thing, right? Just check on your friends, right? Yeah. Don't worry yeah. about the battle, buddy. Don't worry about all these other <laughs> things that just check on your friends. Yep. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's, uh, it, the, the podcast is hopefully getting started back up. And, uh, when it does, well, well I'm going to tag, I'm going to throw a shameless plug right now and just go to, a. You know, point me podcast yeah. on uh on ig and and uh mm -hmm. and slam that subscribe button as well yeah buddy no yeah. by by all means and then are you on what's your main platform that you're on are you like you on apple or what are your different so, platforms i'm on every platform i should be on spotify okay. apple uh i distribute it to buzzsprout and it goes from there there you I'm go. very All computer right. illiterate at 35. I hate, I want to step away from the computer as hey. much as I can. Join. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Join, join the club, brother. But oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Mark. I was just going to say, not only that, you're looking to get into the video shows as well. Um, yep. And that's exciting. And, you know, we, we're encouraging you to put it out right now. I think what you got going on with the Never Quit thing behind you, I, I would go ahead and start launching that stuff out, man. You, you yeah. sound like Mike Rowe with that voice. <laughs> well, that's a good, like good, good analogy. I usually get yeah, man. but uh, no, I, you know what? It's um, it's the team never quit. Marcus Luttrell had uh, it was a part of yeah. that, and um, you know, and uh, I learned something from him years ago was that you know, he's forced to talk about the worst day of his life 24 7 every day. He's got, he's got to talk about it, unfortunately, and and that was one of the things that you know was able to take him out of that hole that he was in that rut that that dark place was able was was talking about it was it was more cathartic for him to talk about it you know that he, he found out that um and so I, I thoroughly support what they had going on and and yeah yeah rock it behind me yeah you know that's a great that's a great point what the conversation you guys were just having concerning you know folks um not being able to recognize the warning size or just not, you know, reaching out and it just kind of hits you in the face happened to me too. We talked about it, like Rick said, on our Patreon group, it's, it's important for that burden that everybody's naturally going to carry. Like Rick said to, you can't let that take you to a spot where you're in danger of going the wrong route. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I don't know about, about you guys, but the older I get, I'm starting to be much more aware of the things, the negative things that folks do as part of the fellowship or the brotherhood of whatever the, you know, the military, it, the, the drinking and things like that. I, I think that sometimes a lot of guys go that route, not because they're just burying their head in a bottle, but it kind of, it just, it's part of what they're, 
their social aspect is a lot of times. And then it's just an easy segue into it. I don't, I don't know. I'm nowhere near uh, an expert on any of that stuff, but I just noticed that addiction to alcohol is a big piece of this. Are you seeing any of that in any statistics? I haven't seen any, anything like that. I, I bet you that it is. I haven't honestly looked up anything to say, you know, what, rate of the alcoholism is, but I see a lot of guys that I have worked with that I don't know if they, I I don't, I don't want to like, I don't know if they're like, they're trying to purposely drink their problems away. And yeah, I I think that's a a lot of what it is that that's, that's the the thing that they think they're supposed to do. And I think, you know, in my opinion is that someone's, weaker for not going to get go get help the stronger person is the person yeah. that goes gets help but but think about this john right it, here's my point to all that depending where you're at in life depending where mm-hmm. you're at for your job right people will say go get help but then when one dude gets help and he gets penalized or something happens to him now that has a negative cascade across everything mm-hmm. the, the bottle the bottle's the easy fix right it so is, the yeah. bottle's just not it's just not a, a mental health deal. Okay. It's a pain deal, right? Oh, I can't sleep. So I'm going to suck down this whole bottle of brown water. And when I black out, I'm going to sleep or so I think. Right. Mm-hmm. And then obviously when I wake up, I feel like a bag of ass. And what do we do? Repeat whole cycle because I've got my pain back. You know, you probably didn't get yep. good sleep. Uh, and then whatever demons you're dealing with. So it's just this big vicious cycle. And there has to be across the board, law enforcement, military, people can sit there and say, and I've watched it with my own eyes, right? Hey man, we'll support you if you need the help. And then that one dude that goes out there and gets it. Now he's starting to get, Hey dude, you're taking a little bit too long. Yeah. Are are we going to have to find somebody Mm -hmm. else to replace you? And you're Mm -hmm. like, Whoa, dude, I, you know, I thought we're getting ourselves straight. The guys in the locker room start talking. Exactly. And as soon as that's said, or he's like, Hey dude, yeah, I got to, quit treatment and get back to what I'm doing now. Nobody else is going to go help that. So I'm going to go basically self-medicate for lack of better terms. So there just needs to be a, a, a slight shift in leadership approach. And if you're going to be a good leader, support your dudes. And if they need yeah. some help, go, you know, go give them some help, man, get them the help they need and you'll yep. get longevity out of them. I know. I know supervisors that didn't want to admit out in the open that they had gone to counseling. And I'm like, I'm, you know, thinking to myself, why, why, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? I understand why mm-hmm. I do. I, I do understand where they're coming from, but if you're in charge of guys, I mean, I think it opens the door for those people that are, you know, below you or under your, uh, your leadership to go see, go get that help, go seek it mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and not swallow it away, swallow it away. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. But those things those assume the, are strong though, man. Yeah. Has the army changed since when you when you enlisted there, Rick, from what you from did it change from when you enlisted to when you left? Do you, do you believe? It not for the time frame for me, because the problem was you're still they might have said they did, and guys, here comes the problem, right? Um guys are still in the back of their head. Well, if I go seek help, they're gonna go pull my clearance. Mm-hmm. Or if they go seek help, I'm gonna get benched. Or, you know, could they have gotten some? Yeah. How much could they have gotten? I don't know uh, where the army's at sitting today. The army, the military's woke, right? I'm going to come straight out and say it. They're a bunch of freaking sallies. So, so God forbid you go, hey, guys, I feel offended. Shut your freaking mouth. Right. So I I don't know what they're doing nowadays. Probably that whole crew needs some freaking mental health from the top freaking (laughs) down because they're a bunch of bozos, in my opinion. Uh, Concept being hard as as woodpecker lips. That's gone, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I can only uh, speak from the uh, reservist experience. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I I, I agree. It's it's definitely, it has been that way. It's, I mean, I'm in a medical unit, so it's Mm -hmm. maybe it's a little bit different. But um, yeah, it it, it definitely... But but that. it's not, John, right? Because the, the thing is, it's number one, if you really were to look at it across the board, all right, and let's just look at, you know, from the infantry special operations side, 
these guys are getting their heads smashed 24 seven. Mm-hmm. Right. So part of mental health. Yeah. I, I give you the mental health. Where's your cog rehab? What, what are they doing to ensure guys are keeping their neural pathways together from getting their brains smashed all the time? Mm-hmm. Because the problem comes in, you know, I hate using the word or the, the acronym PTS, but PTS and TBI signs and symptoms parallel with the exception of the reoccurring nightmares. So is a guy getting mistreated because he's got some drama going on, but it's actually TBI and some shrinks trying to fix them for PTS. Mm-hmm. It, so it, it's a broke system until that piece gets fixed, right? Until we can clearly delineate, are you dealing with a traumatic brain injury or some type of trauma in your life or maybe both, you know, but think about this. We want to have all these, you know, shrinks and everything else. Cool. Where's our cog rehab guys? Ain't got a one, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you unless you specifically get diagnosed and then you get, yes, like when I was active duty, I still, you know, I had to go after my stint. Uh, I had a six-week inpatient stay at the VA. My treatment afterwards was going to Intrepid Spirit and, you know, dealing with a, uh, a speech therapist who is your cognitive, which is, that's a bad play on words anyways. It really a speech therapist. There's nothing wrong with my speech, but yeah, uh, they're the ones that's going to help you get your brain straight. How come we don't have more of those? Yeah, no, there, there, I, there's a there's a concept for you, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it is funny how there's that only that one delineator between the two of TBI and PTS, mm-hmm. and you know it's I like the I like the fact that you're calling it PTS and not PTSD. It's just it's it's post traumatic what, stress. You're gonna you're gonna what, have stress. what's the disorder? Yeah, what's what's the it, disorder? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, disorder is. Being PTS is like being overweight, and dis, in the PTSD is like being obese, so so much you can't function. You know what I mean? It's so it's. I, I, but but I don't see the disorder, right? So if your if your brain's jacked yeah. up, right? So why don't we call it TBID? Where's yeah. the traumatic brain injury <laughs> disorder? I, I'm just asking the question. Yeah. Right. Because some shrink, it was probably PTS back in the day. And they said, "Oh, let's make it PTSD." And look <laughs> at me, I'm I'm this I'm a smart dude. Yeah, but I I don't know, brother. I like to refer to it. Right. Here's my thing. Combat grief. Take the whole PTS crap out of it because everyone's grief they deal with is different. Right. Is it (laughs) self-inflicted your own from lost mates, pain to family, things you saw on the battlefield or on the job or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Need to change some stigma to it, because if you're sitting there going, hey, man, I got PTS. Well, what's the reoccurring effects? How does that affect your clearance? Oh, uh, are, are you seeking mental health help? Yep. Oh, people think they're going to get their clearance pilled. It's like, hey, dude, I'm dealing with some crap. I just want to get straight. Yeah. So I, I think it could be done, but it's just not being done in the right way. And then we need to educate dudes. Just be a friend and talk to your mates, man. You know, help exactly. them out when they need it. So Exactly. Now, I don't yeah. mean to put you on the spot, the spot mark, but has it uh, has it changed since when you uh, I say elicit when you joined the uh, the PD to to where it is today? Um, it has a little bit. It has a little bit, um, but still, I mean, you know, just like in the army, the um, these guys are brutal. Guys and gals are brutal. Mm-hmm. You know, they they see something happen, someone get pinched, and instead of saying, "Oh man, that." That's sad, man. That person needs needs some help. It's ha ha ha. Here, I I grabbed a video of it off the news. Mm-hmm. Check this out. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, it 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 they're they're savages sometimes, and they're not meaning to be. It may be because they're having issues and they're trying to kind of deflect. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, maybe it's just because I'm older and I have, you know, Rick and I both have family members now, young people that are doing this job. And um, I'm I'm just a little more aware of it. Um, maybe I don't think I care anymore. Maybe I'm just a little more aware because I'm not 100% focused on this job. And we've talked about this before too, John, with Rick and I. You can't recreate what you were doing before. You can't recreate that stuff. You've <laughs> got to recognize that your role changes and you can't have nothing else going on. You can't have nothing else going on. They pull that away and you're done. You've aged out. You got to go. And it's a struggle for these for these folks. They associate so hard with it, and they put their entire energy and life into it. 
at the neglect of everything else, including themselves and their families. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden it's gone. It, it's a tough transition. If you're not able to start kind of pivoting, accepting other roles, mm-hmm. you know, leaving mm-hmm. when it's time, all that stuff. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. It was, I definitely felt some of that, especially at the 12 year mark. It was, um, you know, I not kind of become the uh, old grumpy guy. And I, and I, and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I, I, maybe I'm just, you know, giving myself that title, but that's how I felt, you know, and mm-hmm. I knew my time was coming to an end. And with regards to my career, it was <clears throat> maybe I was just seeing too much of the younger generation in my area. We hired young and, and it was, I don't know. It, it was just trying to mentor some of the younger people that knew everything and <laughs> you know, sure. I'm tr- trying not to speak out of turn right now, but just, yeah, trying to uh, no, mentor the younger it, speak, yep. speak freely, right? Because here's the thing when we sugarcoat stuff, because let's be an honest broker, there's some yeah. great people in the younger generation. All right. Oh, yeah. Without a there's doubt. A, there, there, there's a bunch from this absolutely brain dead, and it's all boiling around their phone. And mm-hmm. these morons will believe anything that comes across that little device in their hand. Oh, yeah. And they've got no thought process for themselves. So, I mean, just call it like it is, John, right? We're not a sugarcoating, politically correct podcast here. <laughs> speak your feelings you know now now granted if you think it's going to affect point man i, I don't want to jeopardize that <laughs> no, 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 no 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 you're good i'll speak, I, 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 i'll speak freely for me and the first amendment i'll say what i want Bam. i can almost guarantee yeah. you you have a lot more listeners than i do but um <laughs> so i don't want to uh <laughs> i'm not yeah, gonna offend not my good. 12 listeners so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah no but, it was you um, know it's a good point though john go ahead buddy and what I was, yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, I, I, at the 12 year mark, it was, you know, it was, I felt myself becoming that old guy and yeah, I was still going to, you know, counseling and, and talking to people and all that sort of stuff. But I, and, and trying to mentor some of the younger people to say that, Hey, it is okay that so-and-so is taking time off of work because of everything they have going on in life. You don't know, you may know that person, that officer who's on a different shift. You may know a little bit about him. You don't know everything. You don't know everything yeah. about their life. He could be dealing with stuff. He or she could have been dealing with stuff from they were seven or eight years old that that is just mm-hmm. resurfaced because of whatever reason. You don't know what the reason is. You don't know what happened, and, well, and support that person and and stop yeah. bad mouthing them in the locker room. And I just I I I had enough of that, and um, it was my time. And you know what? I would I would <clears throat> in my career now I have. I don't know what but they call it when you go back up uh, other agencies, Mark, or not in your patrol area. We call it away games. You know, it's like having an away game all the time. You go, uh, you go back them up. It's a lot less paperwork, and it's not your call. Um, mm. So my career now, it's it's like an away game, twenty four seven. Because I just I do the uh, the EOD stuff with the dog, and that's it's pretty much about it. And there's a lot less stress. I go back to work and. I do hear about some of the things that are going on and I'm just like, yep. All right. I knew it was my time. What? So John, let me ask you this. What do you, what do you think about this? Right? Here's, here's a novel concept. So if I'm going to sit there and badmouth John in the locker room for whatever reason, mm-hmm. pick one, there's is probably because, a thousand out there. Well, it, it doesn't matter, <laughs> right? But, but just generality, if I'm going to sit there and badmouth you behind your back, I probably got some issues myself, right? Mm-hmm whether it's self-confidence or whatever, because I've got to put John down in order to boost myself up. Yeah. And, and I yep. sit there and I look at all these people that want to backstab verbally and everything else. And, oh, you don't want to talk to Mark. He's no good enough. John, he's that guy. He got that. <laughs> really? Why? Right? Yeah. If they're struggling, go help them. If, yeah. if you're truly, you know, part of a team, go help your buddy out. I got it. If you guys don't get together, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, there's been plenty of people in my life that, hey, we'll work together. We won't drink beers after work together, right? Isn't that isn't that funny? You 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 die for them, you know, of sure you know, being being deployed, but mm-hmm. you won't yeah. have a beer with them, sort of thing. Nope, nope. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's kind it's of a it's, of a it's it's a weird conundrum. It, but it's not though, right? Because it's business. Yeah. Nothing personal. It's just business, right? So at that point, hey man, this is just business. We need to mutually work together to survive whatever, you know potentially life-taking event we're dealing with yep. but at the end of the day that doesn't mean when work's done hey dude i'm not gonna put some fake face on and go hey man oh you want to go get a beer 
Now, now, if you're trying to bury the hatchet or, or fix that relationship, okay, maybe. But I've seen there's been some conflicts with people, right? I mean, mm-hmm. not everyone gets along well. And the prime example, hey, man, so-and-so was basically backstabbing me behind my back. Screw you, dude. You know, you might sit there and go, hey, dude, what's your drama? Oh, nothing. Were you saying this? No. Okay, so I know you're a liar. But yeah, yeah we'll do what we got to do, but I'm not going to go, you know, build that relationship. Now, somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But it, it just, it blows me away that we sit there and bad mouth our own for why to make myself look better. Mm-hmm. Really? It's, we, we tear the law enforcement, especially tears mm-hmm. themselves apart. And Dude. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know what? I, it, you know how it is. You know how it is. Somebody, some guy gets uh, <clears throat> that you're going to firearms training. And then six people, six people say, oh, that motherfucker can't shoot at all. Why is he going to firearms Mm -hmm. instructor school or Mm -hmm. whatever it is? It's stuff like that. And it's just, you know what? I'm so sick and tired of it. I'd rather change my mm -hmm. son's diapers than than hear that bullshit. (laughs) But but think about it, John, right? So so my man, he's a bag of trash out on the road. We'll go put him as the firearms instructor, right? Get him off the road. Mm -hmm. It's like, what are you people thinking? Yeah, the guy yeah. that's supposed to teach the life-saving skill that shouldn't be out in the road anyway. How about we just fire him? Right? Yeah. Here's a here's a novel fact. Hey, dude, you're not performing, right? Mm-hmm. You've been just like the army. You've been counseled. You've been given direction. You can't perform. Nothing personal. Have a nice day. Right? Yeah. Boom. Run. If if the military and law enforcement would be run like a business, right? Oh, there's a novel concept. Yeah. Right. <laughs> show show me where's the books at. Oh. Hey there, Johnny Law. You're uh, 100 pounds overweight. You struggle to call every single time. I don't think you actually are. I think the range master's sitting there poking holes in your target, get you by, and you haven't done a single arrest all year. Hmm. What's up? Now, granted, he should have been caught up to that point and said something too and and had some corrective action. But there comes a point you just got to go, hey, dude, nothing personal, just business. You're fired. Just business. Go, go, Go somewhere else. You can only mentor people so much and for so long. And there, there eventually comes a point where you need to. Well, there, there's a key. Yeah. There's a key between mentoring and driving. Right. Right. If I've got to drive a guy, dude, he ain't worth the mm-hmm. drive. Yeah. Mentor. Yeah, yeah dude. It, it, I will teach you barring your continuing to learn and change and adapt. Mm-hmm. But if I've got to sit there and push you behind your back, uh-uh, dude, you're not the guy I want. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't care what, what field you're in. Yeah. And I was, I was that type of cop where I, uh, I didn't judge a lot of a lot of senior guys, uh, a lot senior than I judged people off of the amount of rest they made as, as if they were a good cop or not. And that that mm-hmm. just wasn't me. I I mm-hmm. was not that sort of person. And a lot of bad mouthing came off of that. Well, you only made 30 arrests this year. Yeah, but you know what, man? I may be six four, six five, two hundred and forty pounds. Like I still love doing the community stuff. Like I I mm-hmm. that's just me. You know what I mean? And you know, I'm not yeah. begging DUIs as much as I was when I first started, but dude, I have 10 more years than you do. So stop, like, mm-hmm. stop talking shit. But yeah. 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 I want to, um, <laughs> I want to pivot a little bit and go into, go into what you're doing now and what you're, you're going to do next. But first, Rick, you know what time it to, is. Yeah. We know what time it is. We got to bring up manscape.com. They show a lot of support for the OTR universe and, uh, they, they help make this happen, bring a guest like John on. So our friends at Manscaped are helping to keep your driveway safe and clean during these winter's <laughs> conditions to make sure that you do not have another silent night in the bedroom. <laughs> so, <laughs> so make sure you go to manscaped.com, use the promo code OTR20, save yourself 20%. That's a boatload of cash, Rick. And yeah, make buddy. sure that you get that free shipping. Take advantage of it. There's no reason why you should be paying retail. We like to say retail is for suckers. Yep. <laughs> here, 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 here at First Friends, they got the platinum package. Now, Rick and I, full disclosure, we got sent the the lawnmower 4.0, the mm-hmm. weed whacker, and the mm-hmm. shed bag, and we also got some mm-hmm. other products that we use in the shower. Yep. I'm I'm sold, bro. I'm sold. I've never Dude. smelled so bad. Is so good. I just. I'm sold. Dude, I got to kick mama off, man, right? She's like, oh, I said, woman, back off. I got to go podcast. Oh, yeah. Not right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. 
<laughs> yeah. So ladies, do yourself a favor and buy this for your man this holiday season. And if you haven't experienced a 4.0 lawnmower, you're missing out, guys. So make sure, again, you go to manscaped.com, use the promo code OTR20, save yourself 20% and get free shipping. All right, buddy. Man. That was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to start singing Oh, Silent Night. Oh, Silent <laughs> Night. <laughs> John, yeah. John's on it. Don't, we don't going, have, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I can do. Oh, uh, yeah. Afterwards. So it's um, it, it's great to to kind of talk about those things, and it's a lot it's a lot to process for someone who doesn't recognize that this is happening to them or to someone that they care about, and they it, and just having the tools and stuff. But there's things you can do, and we talked about that. But anyway, you brought up that now what you're doing is you're still doing the reserve stuff for police. Mm-hmm. You're still mm-hmm. doing yep, the reserve right. stuff. Thank you for your service, by the way, for the armed forces, the army. And then also you're doing something actively now with an EOD dog, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So when I uh, talk about that a little bit. So I got hired by a uh, security contracting company um, and I have a three-year-old golden lab named Freddie. And (laughs) you know what? He's it's, it's, it's weird, you know, however you're feeling that day that dog feels and so if you're mm-hmm. whatever if you're off that day and the dog will shut right down and i've had plenty of those days mm-hmm. where i'm trying to do work and searching we search a lot of cargo uh stuff in our area and i'm trying to like dude come on man like this is like we can we gotta get this done he's sitting there like looking at me just like man we're we're off i don't know what's going on with you but we're off today um it, but it, it's been it's been quite uh, the learning curve and, and journey working with him. It's been it's 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 a lot of fun. It can be it's like walking around with a toddler all day long sometimes, especially as with the golden lab. But um, you know it, it's quite uh, it's quite fun. I've I wouldn't change it. He's a, he's a great dog, and um, I think he's passed out on the couch right now. Nice. So <laughs> so he's yeah. a take home dog, even even better, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's 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 so, mama's he's a mama's boy home. He listens to her yeah. more than he does me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I didn't have that privilege till I retired Deco, right? So okay. obviously the military military got to keep him at the kennel there. Um you know, on occasion he'd make a jailbreak, you know. Obviously when we got him uh gastropexy, you know, we had that done during actually uh Christmas break just because hey, I knew we weren't doing a whole bunch of stuff, but it was that constant supervision. So unless there was something medical, um that needed that constant supervision. They just, they stayed at the kennel until they okay. got retired. But yeah. So good for you that you can bring them home, man. Yeah. It's awesome. It, it's, it's, we work a lot. He works a lot. And I, you know, the company does a, it's good, does a good job to make sure that they get their due uh, amount of like rest between shifts and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, it's quite, it's, it's like walking around with a toddler some doll, some days all the time, Dude. <laughs> but you but, know, he's thinking, but tell me, my wife tell me say, it's not he's thinking, oh yeah, it is. You know, he's thinking, yeah. oh, look at this. I told you where the bomb is. El stupido. That's what my wife would say. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like when I pull him off of where, you know, the training aid was at that, at, at that point in time. But, uh, it is definitely rewarding. So, it's, so it's, you bring up, go ahead. John. Go ahead. I was just going to say that, uh, that he's a uh, he's hand fed, so he's every single day we have to hide. He has nine different odors that he has to maintain his certification on. So he is uh, hand fed. He doesn't eat out of a bowl. I've put food. I had like a little bit left over to give to him because we were done at the end of the day, and I put it in a small bowl in front of him. He just sat and like stared at it, like what the hell is this? But uh, no, he, he he eats on odor all so, day uh, every day. So he's food reward. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Okay. So. Uh, but you brought up a great point, right? And I think for any of my other canine handlers out there, there's a common theme. And depending how long you've been doing this business, you'll figure it out probably sooner rather than later, right? But tr- trust your dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's too many times where guys go, ah, he's wrong. No, dude. Yeah, read. If you can read your dog, he will tell you exactly what's going on. And, man, that guy is right. I, yeah. I mean – He's just trying yeah. to find that odor, or, you know, whatever it is he's looking to do, whatever that task may be. Yeah. And yeah. we're the ones that, that mess that equation up, you know, <laughs> you start putting that human. Oh no, it, it couldn't be there. 
Yeah, they are the smart ones on the end of that whole leash, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, you're right. It, it's uh, it's been rewarding. I've I've been able to talk to uh, a lot of guys that were handlers overseas for you know Marine Corps or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's just been it's been rewarding. Just you know, hearing stories and and just opening up that whole new level at you know at 12 years. I still consider it some sort of law enforcement. Um, <clears throat> I do work hand in hand with them because we do. Uh, we have six dogs at every Pats game and. Uh, and so sure, yeah. we, we get to work hand in hand a lot with law enforcement, but you, like you said, you're all right. Trust your dog. He's going to bring you to where he wants to go because he, chances are he wants to eat and mm-hmm. he knows if he finds it and gets there, he's going to get rewarded for it. Yep. Hmm. But no, he's a, he's a good dog. I, uh, I, I, I was wanting a German shepherd at one point in time or a Mal, but I, I'll take him. I take one of no, them in every it, single color. Here's the thing. It, when you're looking at just a, a straight detection, why? Why do you want the mal, right? Why do you want to potentially, you know, come home and, hey, man, what happened to my couch? Yeah. And you just sit there going, no, dad. <laughs> That's, people, people don't get it, right? Yeah. Hey, I didn't want this opening in my drywall. And they're sitting there going, hey, what happened to the, the drywall? Kid. It was a kid. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kid and did I'll that. blame it on the four-month-old. <laughs> yeah, the dog's like, yeah, but no, yeah. I, I, there's nothing wrong with that. I totally get what you're getting with what you're saying, right? You, you want that male, you want that shepherd. Um, but dude, for what you're doing, I think you're perfect with the lab, man. You know, yeah. no issues, no dramas, no sidebar stuff, you know. Did you ever work uh, with a lab? No. No? Nope. Okay. It, it was all- either, uh, either Mally's or uh, Dutchie's. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. All a toy reward, I assume. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And it, and and all dual purpose. Okay. So they were bite as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Nice. Yeah. No. So that's what I'm doing now. It uh it was a good transition. I had worked with my father-in-law doing construction right after the move. I worked with him for like uh I'll call it like seven months, and I just found out that I, you know what? I'm also the dumb one. At the end of that hammer too. It's I, I, I can't can, I can't build anything. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's but. all it's all time, John. Right? It's kind of like yep. walking the dog. You're, you're not you're not grabbing the leash day one and reading everything and going, "Hey, man," um, you know. But hey, here, here's a sidebar question I got for you. Just since we're on the dog thing, so when we would food reward certain things, right? Mm-hmm. Would would basically food dep them to make them work, and then hey, when they got this little piece of kibble, it drives them that much more because like, <laughs> oh, I want another piece of morsel. Like, how yeah. much are you? <laughs> What what's a what's a food reward for him? Like, is he getting a, a handful in your hand? He's getting. In case any of my uh, instructors still listen to me talk uh, on my podcast, he gets uh, a couple pieces of kibble with every uh, <laughs> every okay. uh, odor that he finds. Okay. So and then you know he gets right now he's at about three and a half cups, and so you gotta you know make it sparingly. You know that you know you shouldn't really honestly. As you, as you're well aware, but for uh, people mm-hmm. working in any of that, uh, in that sector, shouldn't you know hide one training gate and dump food down his gullet? But um, <laughs> you no, know, it, it can't... yeah, we never, and that's why I asked because we never had it where yes, we would food dep them uh, to get them to work. Because now, hey, versus using a toy reward, we're going to give you a food reward for something. So now yep. you're trying to get that. It's just a different way to change up uh, their behavior. So now. I could make this little piece of kibble. Ooh, man, this oh, thing's yeah. the money because I want to eat. Or yeah. um, you mess with Bill Jack at all? No. Oh, dude, get you some Bill Jack. See if the, the company will get some Bill Jack. Now, granted, you got to refrigerate it. Crack cocaine into them dogs. Oh, really? It, oh, yeah. You, you like you can roll it up into like a small little meatball size. Dude, they will lose their mind. It's like, <laughs> I'll work even harder for that. You know I mean, it's just like kibble? Rubbish. Give me some of that Bill Jack. All right. All right. So, yeah. Just, just that try up. that as, yeah, just try that as a variable, man. And and just see if you don't just try it out. Do I get better drive out of them uh, just from the bill jack? And you kind of, you know, the deal, man, the whole variable reward, you know, a little yeah. bill jack today, a little kibble there. He doesn't change it up on him. That's it, it, it's funny. Yeah. It's it the, the whole chain. They talked about it in class when I went through and it was, you know, I, I couldn't get him to work for the first couple of days, you know, when I had him after, you know, got our certifications, got out of training back on, on the, the street, for sake of argument. And I just, I couldn't get him to work because new environment for him, 
So mm-hmm. never mind just being released. Now he's in a whole new environment from where he was in the kennel. And mm-hmm. now he has to go to where he's working and figure out, hey, I can find things here. It's not going to be a blank every single time because he has to, you know, be to know that he's going to eat there. So for sake of mm-hmm. argument, I have to put the training aids out. And if I go into this building, I know, hey, I can find something. Um, and I just lost my train of thought. But uh but yeah, it's completely <laughs> blanked on that train of thought. But uh yeah, it's oh sorry, yeah, getting back to it. They uh they said, you know, literally do everything that you would normally do. Pull up like because they were all former cops or retired law enforcement mm-hmm. when they had that an issue where a dog wouldn't work for whatever reason, you know, do everything that you would normally do. Turn around, leave the scene, come back, pull up like you normally would go out, pretend you're getting your training aid out from the back of the car, go walk up to the car that you're going to be searching with no training aid, obviously, but the dog mm-hmm. thinks you have one at this point in time, then come back and get him. Now he thinks there's something out there. He's going to work. And it's the same sort of thing for where I work. And, uh, you know, I've had to do that more often than not. Like I'll take the, uh, I'll take the, what's the plastic box? The, um, the foam inside of it. I can't think right now. Um, that hard case box. I'll take that out and show it like, well, hey, I'm bringing it out to where you're going to be searching. Haven't hit anything mm-hmm. yet, you know? And, uh, and yeah, it, it's, it's, so- it's quite the learning curve. So can I give you a suggestion? Go right ahead. I'll, I'm open for anything. <laughs> Dude. All right. So do you have anybody that helps you? Yeah. Okay. So here's what you do. Have them put the aid out, right? So mm-hmm. let's use a vehicle, for example. Um, again, obviously figure out where your downwind side is. Mm-hmm. So now basically park the vehicle on the downwind side, get him out. He's like, well, dad didn't go put the aid. And let him just kind of sit there. He won't want to work in that case. But if he starts catching odor, you'll see that. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. what's that? And let's move to source. And then at that point, we start doing that enough. It should be, hey, dude, I grab you, you know, whatever your search command is. And we start, you know, start going to business. So there's there's ways you can trick these guys. Sometimes it's it's. Harder than others, especially if you don't have a, a buddy to help you out. But if you've got somebody that can help you or if you don't have a secure site, we can actually put your odor out and know it's not going to sit there and walk away or drive away or <laughs> wherever it is you guys are doing your, your training. Before. Not to me, oh. not, not to me, but it's happened before. <laughs> oh, it, dude, it, I'll be an honest broker. It's happened to us, right? So you, you put an aid out and granted we're in a secure place, but it's on somebody else's vehicle. You step away for two seconds. Turn around, go, hey, man, we're. Where'd that truck go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where that where that where that C four just fly Oops. off to? Uh, I don't know. Well, we had we had some nice we we had some nice magnetic boxes that would especially for vehicles. Yeah, the Ray Allen on. boxes. Yeah. Yep. You know those things are are pretty bomb proof, and trust me, it would go driving down the road, and next thing you know, there's a truck sitting out at the range, and we're like, "Hey, dude, you just stole my training aid, man. Come here." <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Didn't yeah. know it was there. No kidding. You know, but no. So yeah, anyway, so- John. It was great, great having you on, but I wanted to let everybody know what you're going to be doing next. I know you mentioned the business and and the, are you specifically talking about the podcast or do you have other things going on? And then I know Rick likes to ask uh, a question from all of our uh, former or transitioned military LE guys, a question, but what do you got going on next? So I I have been out of work on paternity leave for the birth of my uh, son, Congratulations. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. And like we were talking, uh, you know, prior to this, I think it was written, written down somewhere, probably on stone from the, uh, from the caveman that said, Hey, when you have your first child, don't start a business and learn how to be a father and a husband with a child all at the same time. Well, you know, I've, I've, I tend to learn the hard way, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) with my life, but, uh, yeah. So I started my own, um, I'm a medic in the army. Uh, I've been doing, I've been an EMT since 2008. Um, and I, I, it's like a, it's like a, it's a pretty much a passion of mine. I've been a, a medic on our SWAT team. Uh, and I love doing that. I've trained it for free. I've done it, um, numerous times and you know what? I'm sick and tired of doing things for free. Uh, so I, uh, I started my, uh, business point man defenses solutions and the, another shameless plug. Um, no, you can follow us. Man. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram and uh, Facebook, and go to pointmandefensivesolutions.com. And uh, yeah, I, I started that. You know, the getting into the whole medic uh, atmosphere real quick. 
TCCC was developed uh, throughout the wars in the Middle East. Um, and then there was no, with, with civilian EMS, there's a whole bunch of bureaucratic red tape. And people were trying to bring back TCCC to civilian EMS and law enforcement. And eventually, TECC, Tactical Emergency Casualty Care, was developed. And I became an instructor in that. And, uh, and yeah, we were going to be uh, doing classes with law enforcement, fire, EMS. We're going to be partnering with, you'll like this, Rick. Um, we're going to be partnering with uh, veterinarians in our area to teach uh, canine TECC because in Massachusetts, oh, okay. I'll give, I'll, I will give this to them. And it's a good, uh, uh, it actually just happened last night um, because a, a trooper was hit while doing, a, a trooper with a canine was hit while doing with a, a road detail. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, in the town of Yarmouth, uh, Sean Gannon passed away in 2018. Mm. And um, in 2018, he passed away and uh, his dog Nero was shot. And uh, and that was right down, uh, I, I live in the town where uh, he, he passed. And so um, they developed, actually, it's called Nero's Law in the state of Massachusetts. Nero uh, ended up surviving. Mm -hmm. But they just implemented that in the state of Massachusetts, civilian EMS can now transport canines that are injured uh, in the line of duty, which is why, why would you need it? Why would you need it? I can already tell Rick, I can already tell <laughs> why would no. you need a law saying that, but I, I, well, here's, hey. here's a better, here's a better one, brother. Right. And, and thank God for the state of Massachusetts for that one. Right. So yeah. if you're listening mm -hmm. other places, because I'm here to tell you this, you have now I'm going to, give you my world or at least the world I used to live in. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to transfer over it into here in the United States of America. Right. Yeah. So when we were out, if my dog got wounded, we're calling in a medevac aircraft, right? Mm -hmm. God knows how many millions of dollars it is to bring him, you know, exfil him from the battlefield. Yep. He's not going to a vet. Uh, uh, no, he's going no. to a cash that's, you know, a hospital for humans. And Oh, a human surgeon is going to go save his life. Yep. Now, granted, we would forward deploy some specific med items for the dog because, again, their anatomy physiology is not uh, – it's similar to ours but not quite the same. So some Correct. ET tubes and other things need to be a little bit longer that they may not have. Not a big deal. Make sure those guys have that stuff. But here's what blows me away. This day and age, in this here United States of America, we have states, we have jurisdictions, we have towns. I have had officers tell me, um, they will not accept canine officers. Let me say that again. Canine, they will not accept canine officers into their ER. You know what? Here's what I would tell them. Hey dude, you ever get an active shooter? We're not responding. Good luck to you. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, that's absolutely absurd. It, same thing. EMS will not transport a wounded canine officer. Hey, check it out guys. Next time the scene's not secure. Best of luck to you. That's what I'd tell yeah. them. Yeah. Right. He I, is I, part of that team. And, and he's just as much as an officer as you are. You're damn right. He is. And he's probably saved more lives, mm -hmm. right? Than most of these other cats out there. Now, good, good for the state of Massachusetts for putting into law, but shame on the rest of you savages for even refusing their care. And I told yep. them all straight up, dude, I would go straight to that medical director, that hospital, go, Hey dude, check it out. We ain't getting nothing from here. Mm -hmm. And I would do everything publicly possible um to just sit there and go i'm done with you guys and let yeah, everyone I, know I, that they don't support the police yeah i i would be arguing if i if i disagreed with you mm -hmm. it's uh it's it's a shame that had to come to a law i don't know what the circumstances uh that were behind that becoming a law um but i know that I, it's been I, implemented I, twice in the state since it it became in effect and you know what and now that it has um Will we be like I said, you know, partnering with mm -hmm. vets and uh, veterinarians to uh, bring some basic medical skills to canine Check. handlers? Anybody who wants to learn anything about their animal, right? We'll, we'll teach and, you. And that's cool for the vets, but here, check it out: trauma's trauma, right? Yeah. It, it, at the end of the day, trauma's trauma. You got to understand which, how many, you know. How many amputations of canine limbs do you see? Not a whole bunch out there. You might need a, a specific type of tourniquet to work with that because regular, mm -hmm. you know, cat isn't going to stay on there, but you use something yeah. like a SWAT T or something like that. Yep. That the conforms work. to their body. Yep. You know, um, Hey man, plug holes. Uh, I mean, it's, it's basic life-saving skills, 
Mm-hmm. Granted, you might want to know a little bit of anatomy of physiology if you got to do a, a needle decompress or something like that. But at the end of the day, if you've got some human, you know, first aid skills, you just got your little furry beast there, man. Yeah. You, know, you might you might have it, some issues with some things, but it's not rocket science, man. It's yeah. not. Yeah. And in, in this area, there was there was um a couple of shark attacks on the Cape Cod now where I live. And uh mm-hmm. and so, you know, they had started implementing uh I call my training beachside trauma or whatever you want to call. It. I really don't care what yep. it's called as long as people get the uh um the actual training. But they had implemented, you know, these uh, severe bleeding kits at the the mm-hmm. the you know, the beaches. And how many people actually know how to use that sort of stuff? Probably, I, I hope there's got a lot more people than I'm thinking, but I bet you it's not that many. And yeah, you don't yeah, want yeah. that to be that that first time when you're bleeding out for whatever reason, you know, whether you got hit by a, bro- a boat prop or mm-hmm. you get bit by a shark, whatever it is. Yeah. You don't want that to be the the, the time when people's uh, when someone's actually learning how to use the equipment. So. No, it, and you bring up a great point. And me and Mark have seen it in our classes where, you know, these officers have tourniquets still in the plastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and I sit there and go, are you even trained? Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I got to say this, John, and then I'm going to pass it over to Mark. But I can tell you why Narrow's Law got passed, because I've talked to officers in the past that have been refused care. Right. And, and, and that's, that's probably why exactly I, what happened. And, and I guarantee what ended up happening, if you really look at it, Nero's Law. There was probably a canine officer, and and worse yet, he probably lost his his partner, right? And he probably got somebody involved going, hey, these savages, and it might have been named after, you know, Nero for whatever reason, but these guys refused freaking treatment, you know, yeah. would be my bet. And again, I would just say this. If you are a healthcare professional that runs a hospital, does whatever, or rides EMS, and you will not put a freaking a wounded canine officer either in your er or in your ambulance quit yeah because we don't want you beat it just as much as of an officer as a as a a human damn right you're damn right they are (laughs) yeah so yeah get me all fired up man (laughs) yeah man all excited my dogs man Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah one one last thing we we always like to run this by um you know our veterans and and just to kind of thank them, but also get their two cents to see if they can help some other folks. And basically, if you were to give one piece of advice, John, to someone who's about to leave or just left the armed Ooh, services, okay. uniformed services, police officer, what would that be? <clears throat> if they're just leaving, if they're like walking out the door sort of thing. Or getting ready to leave. Somewhere, somewhere yeah, in that process, whatever. John. So, yeah, 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 you know. Start thinking about what you can, how you can transition your skills to to the civilian uh, side. Number one, I assume that's been said, but you know, don't live life in the rearview mirror, and that's something that we all tend to struggle. I I did when I left law enforcement. Man, it was it was it was very tough on me. Um, don't live life in the rearview mirror. You you can learn from your experiences. And you have to learn from your experiences, but you have to take those teachings and how you're going to apply them to life moving forward. You, we all know guys and we all have seen guys, whether they were in the military and law enforcement that did 25, 30 years that they just can't get out of their own way now. And it's because they're just still stuck on the deployments from 15, 17 years ago, the calls from 20 years ago, whatever it is, don't live life in the rearview mirror and use those skills that you have. I mean, law enforcement, we're great salesmen. I, I salesmen, saleswomen, we are. I get people to say thank you. I have to give them $450 speeding tickets. And, <laughs> you know, and, and, in the military, yeah. it's, it's taken advantage of every single opportunity that the military has af- afforded us. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you can go to school in the military, you can do a lot of different things a lot of doors that could open from that and just take advantage of it all. Awesome. Yeah, man. Well, you're an inspiration, buddy. Um, <laughs> I've been called a lot of things and inspiration has never been one of them. <laughs> I you really that. are. You really are pal because of all the outreach you're doing, all the training that you're starting. It's all geared to helping these men and women who have already a tough job. 
And we really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, and no, thank, thank you for, for your me. service and your continued service, man. Really appreciate you coming on. I, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure. It, you know, I listen to you guys all the time. You know, we've been <laughs> we've been uh, trying to get this set up, and you know, it's yeah. it's been it's been wonderful. Hope we can do another one sometime in the future. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, man. All awesome. right. All right. Thanks, all buddy. Right, thanks, John. Thank you. All right. Hang on, John. Don't go anywhere. All right, Rick. Man. Man. What a great guy. Great show. You know, Dude, all of his outreach fan- with Point Man. Oh. Yeah. Fantastic show. I mean, l- let's think about it. We've kind of run a little common theme here last little bit, right? Talking about suicide because it, it's out mm-hmm. there. It's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Check on your buddies, right? And and yeah. then how about that advice? Don't live in the rearview mirror. Hey man, you it. got that book. You got that book of life. Crack open that new chapter and start fresh, man. <laughs> don't let that yeah. job define you. Don't let your past be who you are. Be yourself, man, and crush life. So yeah, buddy. Yeah. And then we start. Yeah. We talk dogs. Woo. That's always going to get me fired up. So yeah, oh, great, great show, stuff, brother. Man. Yeah, yeah, great show. So hey, Rick, you have a very merry Christmas. You have a merrier Christmas, buddy. <laughs> all you out there thanks for listening we really appreciate it we're grateful we're thankful go out there be one percent better every day and enjoy the holidays be safe be safe if you're having any trouble struggling reach out reach out to somebody nine nine eight eight if you guys are ever in trouble national suicide hotline number nine eight eight reach out yeah buddy uh get you guys some help but no man merry christmas everybody uh yeah god bless you and yeah we'll uh, see you next episode see you pal 